Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So thankful to be in his presence one more time. Amen. Come on. I said it's awesome to be in his presence. Hallelujah. It's good to be here uh, this evening. Amen. As Brother Duarte mentioned, God bless all our visitors. We don't know you by name, but God knows who you are. Believe me, he knows you're here. He knows your need tonight. Amen. We get uh, we begin to uh, preach the word of God tonight. I want to just first of all say thank you for for being faithful to the Lord and uh, thank you for Friday night, uh, my wife and myself celebrating 16 years of marriage. Amen. Uh, we were just mentioning. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, we were just mentioning last night kind of joking around that it really took the Lord for these 16 years, but really, without God, I don't know how we would have been able to do this, amen, thank the Lord for that, amen, he's been good to us, I want to thank you for uh, the offering, amen, the, the certificate to that restaurant, amen, you know how to get to a man's heart, amen, <laughs> praise God, we really appreciate you folks, and uh, we thank God for for allowing us to pastor you, amen. And I believe tonight that God has something for every individual here, amen. The message I have tonight, uh, it's for the Father, but yet it's for every saint that's here tonight, every visitor here tonight, amen. If you have your Bibles with you, I'm going to ask you to turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 4. Begin reading at verse 1, amen. Joshua, chapter 4, begin reading at verse 1. God bless all the fathers that are here, amen. God bless all the mothers that make their fathers look good. Amen. Or their husbands look good. <laughs> Amen. Everything you do. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Good to see Brother Joe Gonzalez, Sister Armida. God bless you all the way from Family Life Center in Whittier. Amen. Good to have you here. <clears throat> As Brother Mendoza said last night, we give you a warm welcome today, brother. <laughs> 108 degrees outside or something like that, but we welcome you here. <laughs> all right, it's good to have you here, Brother Joe. Amen. All you visitors, amen. Again, I don't know you by name, but God knows who you are. God bless you. Amen. Reading out of the Word of God, Joshua chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, read, And it came to pass, when all the people were clean, passed over Jordan, that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying, Take ye twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take ye hence out of the midst uh, of Jordan, out of the place where the priest feet stood firm, twelve stones, and ye shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where ye shall lodge this night. Uh, verse 4, Then when Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel out of every tribe a man, and Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of Jordan, and take ye uh, you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. And this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye these stones? Then ye shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off, and these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Amen. Let's bow our heads and ask the Lord to 
Bless us with this word tonight. Jesus, we come before your presence tonight. God, we thank you for your spirit that's here already, God. We thank you for every individual that's here in this place. God, every visitor, every saint. God, we ask you right now that you touch our heart. Every one of us tonight, God, speak to us, Lord. Let your word go forth. Let your word come forth tonight that we might give you praise and glory. And we might learn of you, Jesus. In your precious name, we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Again, I would like to say, like to give honor to all the fathers today. Amen. Fathering today is... It's no easy job, amen. It's not an easy task. We realize the great honor that God has given us and bestowed upon us as fathers, amen, that he has given us children and wives to care for. And it's an awesome responsibility. And today we give honor and pay tribute to the fathers today because uh, it's not an easy job, amen. Uh, A father is a special breed, amen. Uh, He's a hero to his son. I read a proverb concerning a father and son that goes something like this. It says, there are little eyes that are upon you, and they are watching you night and day. There are little ears that quickly take in every word you say. There are little hands all eager to do the things that you do. And a little boy who's dreaming of the day that he'll be just like you. You are the little fellow's idol. You are the wisest of the wise. In his little mind about you, no suspicions ever rise. He believes in you devoutly, holds all that you say and do. There is a wide-eyed little fellow who believes you're always right. You are setting an example every day in all that you do for the little boy who's waiting to grow up to be just like you. Amen. There's nothing like being a father today. Amen. Great responsibility that we have this morning, amen. I would like to draw your attention this morning to the book of Ephesians. Chapter 6, verse 2, the Bible says, Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Amen. And if we would go on and read verse 3 of the same chapter, the word of God reveals to us what that promise is. The Bible says that it may be well with thee that thou mayest livest long on earth. The word of the Lord is direct concerning the authority of the father and mother. But notice in verse 4 how it speaks directly to the father. The Bible says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Amen. You see, the reason that the word of the Lord is so direct concerning the father is because of the great responsibility that God has placed upon the man. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. First, it is Christ who is head of the man. We understand that. And secondly, man who is head of the woman. Like Christ, the Bible says, man is a Savior of the body. Amen. That's what the word of the Lord says. Amen. And with that, we realize, wow, what a great responsibility That we have as men today. And if there's ever been a time that we need to uh, realize uh, the importance of our responsibility that God has placed upon the man as husband. As the leader of the home, it's today. Amen. Praise God. We read and we have told you the story of a man by the name of Job. This man from 
uh, what we read about him, the Bible says that he was a godly man. He loved God with all of his heart. The Bible says that he was a husband and a father of ten. The Bible says that Job was a wealthy man. He had much wealth and riches. Amen. And I can only imagine that with all the wealth that Job had, it must have taken a lot out of his daily schedule to tend to his business activities that he had. Amen. But there is something about the man, uh, Job, that sticks out in my mind. Amen. And that is that regardless of everything that Job had. Amen. Job made time for his family. He made time for his wife. He made time for his children. Amen. Not only did Job supply their physical needs, amen, um, not only did he supply for their physical and spiritual or, or their financial well-being, amen, um, but he also uh, made sure that their spiritual needs were met also, amen. The Bible says that Job brought up his seven sons and three daughters, amen, um, in the ways of the Lord. The Bible tells that he taught them to fear God, amen, amen. Um, and if we read Job's story according to the word of God, amen, um, the Bible tells us that Job would wake up early in the wee hours of the morning, amen, and he would offer up sacrifices for each of his children, amen. The Bible says that he would do this without fail every single morning, amen. I'm sure that there were times that Job felt, well, I don't feel good this morning. I feel like uh, I'm a little sick. I'm a little bit under the weather. I think I'll stay in bed. Amen. Um, but according to God's word, the Bible says um, he got himself up in the wee hours of the morning and he offered sacrifices for his children. Amen. Um, he would go out and find the best that he had. Amen. Um, one for each of his children and he would offer a sacrifice unto the Lord. Amen. Um, the Bible tells us, amen, um, that he would get out of bed. Amen. Um, and he would go and gather these um, oxen together. Um, he would gather the best that he had um, and he would bring them and he would build an altar before God um, and he would say unto the Lord. Um, he said, I have brought up my children um, in the ways of the Lord, he said. Um, but it may be, amen, that they have sinned um, and they have cursed God in the middle of the night um, or in their hearts um, and I have not heard him, amen. Um, but for this he says, uh, I'm offering um, a sacrifice unto you, amen. Um, you see, Job understood um, the responsibility uh, that God gave to him as a father the Bible tells us a man about a man by the name of Jacob amen the Bible says that Jacob gave his children an inheritance of land amen but not only did he give them an inheritance of land hallelujah but on this land, he built them a well. Amen. Um, it was Jacob that was a child of promise. Amen. Um, it was Jacob that lived in the Old Testament days, um, in the early books. Amen. Of Exodus. Amen. Um, but the inheritance that he gave to his children, um, not only the land, um, but the well could be seen thousands of years later um, throughout the Old Testament. The Bible tells us 
And if we read the word of God, we will see even in the New Testament, amen, Jacob's well is mentioned. Um, this is a well that Jacob gave to his children um, as an inheritance, amen. Um, but in the New Testament, uh, this inheritance is mentioned, amen. Um, Jacob's well is mentioned uh, as a place for the Samaritan woman um, as she would meet, come in contact uh, with the man by the name of Jesus. Um, I come to tell you, church, tonight, um, Father that's sitting here amen um, you might not think all that much of yourself um, but God has given you a responsibility today uh, God has given you a responsibility uh, for you and your children we need to realize the importance of the responsibility that God has given to the church today amen the word of the God tells us, amen, the word of the Lord says um, that in the, in the days of the law, the Bible tells us um, that when a man committed a crime, amen, um, that he would have to, uh, his life would have to be taken uh, away from him, amen. Um, but it doesn't stop there. The Bible continues to say um, not only his life was taken, um, but the life of his wife um, and his children, uh, their lives would also be taken um, if a father would commit a crime, amen, um, that required the sentence of murder, um, he, along with his wife and children, um, and their servants would also, their lives would also be taken, amen. Um, this shows us tonight um, the seriousness of our responsibilities as men. Uh, this shows us uh, the responsibility that we have um, as husbands and fathers um, that lies upon the shoulders uh, of men today. Hallelujah. Oh, we see Job. He got up every morning. He sacrificed. Um, he built an altar. Amen. Uh, he said, uh, I have brought them up in your ways, Lord. Um, but it's not enough. Amen. Um, here's a man uh, who understood and accepted um, his responsibility uh, as a father. Amen. Um, I've come to tell you today uh, when this life is over. Amen. Um, and we stand before the Lord. Um, every man. Hallelujah. With amen. Um, every husband and father uh, will have to give account uh, for his family. Uh, you as a father, amen, um, are going to have to stand before the Lord um, and give account uh, for your wife and children, amen. Um, you're going to have to stand before the Lord uh, and answer unto God. Hallelujah. The price is great for those who do not accept their responsibility. The fourth chapter of the book of Exodus records a rather bizarre story concerning the responsibility, amen, or rather should I say the lack of responsibility of a very familiar Bible character, a man by the name of Moses. After living in Egypt for some 40 years, the next 40 years of Moses' life would be spent in Midian. And while he was in Midian, the Bible tells us he met a Midianite woman by the name of Zipporah. He would eventually marry her and raise a family. Amen. The Bible says that Moses' call to the ministry came um, 
while he was in Midian as he tended the flock um, of some sheep, amen, that he tended. Uh, but the Lord appeared to him in a burning bush and he said, Moses, um, I want you to leave Midian. I want you to head for Egypt. Um, I want you to stand before Pharaoh um, and tell him to let my God or let God's people go. Amen. Um, but on the way to Egypt, amen, um, Moses would become seriously ill, the Bible says. Amen. Um, in fact, the word of the Lord says it this way. Um, Exodus chapter 4 verse 24 says um, and it came to pass uh, by the way of the inn um, that the Lord met him talking about Moses um, and sought to kill him. Um, amen. We see Moses. Amen. Um, he was on his way to do the work of the Lord. Um, he had just been called to the ministry. Uh, he had just been called, amen, um, to, uh, to set God's people um, out of captivity. Uh, but here he is on his way to do God's work um, and on his way to deliver God's people from bondage. Um, and the Lord meets up with him um, in the, with the intentions uh, of killing Moses. We think, wow, how bizarre can you get? Amen. Um, but what we must realize about Moses is uh, that Moses belonged to the tribe of Levi. Um, and in Genesis chapter 17, um, when Abram was 99 years old, um, the Lord appeared unto him um, and made a covenant uh, with him and his people. Um, and the Bible says um, that this is my covenant um, which ye shall keep um, between me and you um, and thy seed after thee. Um, every man child amongst you um, shall be circumcised um, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin um, and it shall be a token um, of the covenant between you and I. Amen. Um, it was in God's covenant. Amen. Um, that every young man should be circumcised uh, and here we see hallelujah. Apparently Moses uh, had not circumcised his son. Amen. Um, he had broken the covenant um, that God made with Abraham um, which was an everlasting covenant praise God um, it was a serious matter to God Moses failed he neglected in his responsibilities as a father amen um, so now look what happens in the life of Moses amen um, God is about to take Moses life um, Moses is now seriously ill amen um, but his wife amen uh, Zipporah learning of the cause of the illness uh, she took a flint knife um, a stone amen um, and right there uh, she circumcised her son um, and not to mention how much pain um, and agony this young man was in uh, to see a man his condition uh, to see a man uh, but she did it so Moses life um, could be spared praise God because man has not accepted uh, his responsibilities. Amen. Uh, sometimes mom's got to step in. Amen. Uh, sometimes a woman's got to step up to the plate. Uh, I'm telling you today, uh, we're living in a day and an hour. Amen. Um, that man is not accepting uh, the responsibility that God uh, has given to him. Uh, and thank God for a woman. Amen. Uh, that stands up and says, uh, if you won't do it, honey, uh, I'll step up to the plate. Oh, come on, church. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. 
Oh, thank God, thank God, amen. Oh, Zipporah, she brings a foreskin to Moses, amen. And she throws it at him at his feet, the Bible says. And she says, surely you're a bridegroom of blood to me, amen. Oh, let me tell you, when you shrug off your responsibility, your children have to pay the price. When you turn away from what God has commanded you to do, when you stop praying for your children, when you stop being the daddy you're supposed to be. Your children suffer. Your children amen. Have to endure the time and the cost of your irresponsibility. I'm not here to put anyone down today, uh, nor am I here to point the finger, amen. Uh, we have all at one time or another uh, neglected our responsibility, amen. Uh, but when we do, uh, our children suffer, um, and they are suffering even today, praise God. Uh, we can allow, amen, um, our children to raise, our, uh, our schools to raise our children. Um, we can't even allow the church uh, to raise our children. Uh, we've got to do it. Uh, we as fathers, we as mothers, uh, we've got to step up uh, to the responsibility uh, that God has given to us. We have been, been given a responsibility as husbands and fathers today. And every time we shrug off that responsibility, we suffer our children, amen. Um, we cannot bring our children to the doors of this church um, and depend uh, on the church, amen, uh, to do what God has ordained for you uh, as mom and dad to do, amen. Um, our children will suffer um, and you will be accountable today, amen. Uh, oh, parents today, um, because of the economy, uh, mom and dad have to work, amen, um, and our children are suffering today, uh, Oh, let me tell you, uh, it's more than just the material. Uh, it's more than just applying a house for them to live in. Uh, it's more, amen, uh, just putting clothes on their back. Uh, it's more than that today, amen. Uh, it's got to be spiritual. Um, we need to be there for our children uh, in the spiritual aspects. That's right, amen. In the church today, we've got to be careful also. We sometimes get involved in our ministries like Moses did. There we are trying to save the world, amen. Uh, and sometimes we forget about our wives and our children. Uh, sometimes we're trying to save the next door neighbor um, and our own homes are falling apart, amen. Uh, oh, let me tell you, um, our children need us today. Um, they need salvation uh, just as much as a sinner next door. Uh, they need your love. Uh, if not, we'll lose our children. Uh, if we don't step up to the plate uh, and if we don't accept the responsibility let me tell you we're gonna lose our children let me tell you by this I'm not saying that we should put our ministries um, to one side amen uh, but we ought to involve our children uh, in the church amen uh, we ought to involve our children amen uh, in the things of God amen uh, right now is not the time amen uh, to sit down and do nothing for God uh, but bring your child to the house of God uh, let him see you work for the kingdom of God um, be an example to him uh, that he might follow uh, the footsteps of his father uh, and his mother I thank God today for my upbringing praise God 
My father, amen, before I was born, he was a drug addict. He was a sinner, amen. Uh, he had no responsibility. But let me tell you, uh, when I was born, just three months later, uh, he gave his heart to God. Uh, I never seen my dad drink or smoke. Uh, I never seen my dad live for the world, amen. Um, the first memories I have of my father, amen, um, is him standing behind the pulpit uh, and preaching the word of God. Uh, from that day, amen, uh, I said, I want to be like my dad. I want to be a preacher, man. I want to live like my dad lived. I want to walk and talk like my dad talked. That's right. Amen. I remember my father early Sunday mornings. This was every Sunday. We'd go to Matostino service. Amen. Sunrise service. It's not like we do now. Wake up at 8 o'clock and show up. Amen. We had to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning. That means we had to wake up at 5. And there were 6 of us children. And they'd have to get us ready. Half of us he'd have to carry to the car. But he'd take us to the house of God. You might say well oh that little child doesn't understand he doesn't know what's going on you should just leave him asleep in the bed and come back later but I'll tell you amen I remember laying under the pews of an apostolic church when it was Matutino and the power of God came down and God manifested his power and his glory hallelujah That's right, amen. Uh, he was a young preacher, amen. Uh, it seemed like every night we were in service, amen. Uh, and we were, praise God. Uh, you could almost bet uh, that if my dad was in church, uh, there we were behind him, amen. Uh, he could have got a babysitter. Uh, he could have got somebody for us. Uh, but he said, no, uh, I've got to take my kids to church. Uh, I've got to take my children. Uh, where I go, uh, they will go, hallelujah. I don't profess to be perfect today, amen, uh, nor am I saying amen to look at my upbringing, amen, uh, but I can truly look back, amen, uh, and I can savor the memories, amen, uh, of a close-knit family uh, whose father ministry involved them, uh, involved taking his children to church, uh, involved taking his children, uh, involving them in the things of God. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible talks about King David, the son of Jesse. He was a great man, the Bible tells us. His, accomplish, his accomplishments are many. Yet he was a man of many regrets. The Bible says there was conflict within his family. And if you read the story of David, you will see that even his son Absalom tried to overthrow his kingdom. His own son tried to kill him. And in his older age before his death, the Bible says that David desired to build a house, a temple unto the Lord. But because he was a man of war and he had shed much blood, amen, the Bible says that he was rejected to build this house unto the Lord. But David, it didn't stop him. He gathered the stones. 
He repaired the iron in abundance, the Bible says. Uh, he got the nails together uh, for the doors of the gates. Uh, he gathered the cedar trees uh, and he said, therefore now uh, I will make preparation for it. Amen. Uh, so David prepared abundantly before his death. Amen. Uh, David then called his son Solomon uh, and he said to Solomon, uh, there it is. Uh, it's all ready for you, Solomon. Uh, everything you need to build the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, you see, David made it as easy as he could uh, for his son Solomon uh, to build this temple unto the Lord. That's what we've got to do, amen. Uh, we've got to leave something to our children, amen. Uh, we've got to leave something to our little boys uh, and our little girls today. We have read to you in our scripture reading tonight the book of Joshua chapter 4. The Bible says that when the people were clean passed over Jordan, after they had crossed the Jordan, the Bible says that the Lord spoke to Joshua. I want you to take 12 men out of each, or one man out of each tribe. And I want you to bring that man, amen, and every man you bring out. I want you to stand him there where the priest stood. And I want you to get 12 stones and put one on each of their shoulders. And ye shall carry them over with you, he says, um, and leave them in the lodging place where you shall sleep this night. The Bible says that Joshua called over the twelve sons, amen, uh, which he had prepared for the children of Israel, uh, one out of every tribe, amen. He called them a man, the Bible says. And Joshua said unto them, uh, I want you to pass over the ark of the Lord your God um, into the midst of Jordan. Um, and I want you to take up every one of you a man, uh, a stone upon your shoulder. He said, Amen. Um, that this might be a sign amongst you. Uh, that when your children ask you, uh, Amen, in times to come, um, what does this stone mean? Amen. Um, you will be able to answer them. Um, and you will be able to tell them, uh, there was a time, amen, um, that we went before Jordan. Um, and when we crossed the Jordan River, uh, when the Ark of the Covenant went uh, into the water, uh, the water separated um, and we were able to go over into dry land. Um, when your children ask you, uh, what does this stone mean, amen, um, you will look at him and say, uh, this was a time that God delivered me. Uh, oh, let me tell you, amen, uh, what were they doing? Amen. Um, they were leaving something uh, for their children. Amen. Uh, they were leaving an inheritance. Uh, something that they could look back to. Uh, the presence of God. Somebody might say. Oh, that was nice, amen, of Joshua. That was good of King David, amen. Uh, oh, let me tell you, uh, nobody ever said it was easy uh, being in place of power. Uh, no one ever said it was easy uh, to be a father, amen. Uh, but these men um, were just fulfilling their responsibility uh, as heads of their households, uh, as priests uh, and fathers to their sons uh, that they loved so much. Praise God. No one ever said it was easy being a father. We as father, we make mistakes. Amen. We're human. And we'll continue making mistakes. Amen. There are times which we have neglected our responsibilities. And yes, as fathers, 
We've hurt the ones that we love so dearly with all of our hearts uh, and all of our souls. Amen. Uh, through the things we've said, um, through the things that we've done. Amen. Um, we've messed up. Amen. Uh, some of you children, amen, um, have been hurt through divorce. Amen. Um, you've been hurt through breakup. Amen. Praise God. Uh, oh, let me tell you, uh, and I understand that we as children uh, will suffer because of that. Amen. Uh, I've got to tell you uh, we as fathers uh, we as mothers today uh, we've got to accept the responsibility uh, as heads of our households uh, our children uh, they're looking to you uh, they're looking to you for guidance he's nothing more than just clay and no matter what wrong a father's done he'll always be your dad let me tell you today a father's job is never done it starts before a child is born and his memory lives beyond the grave. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. To a child, you are everything, Dad. Amen. I read a little something I'd like to read to you today. To a child, a father is everything. When a child is four years of age, he says, my dad can do anything. When a child turns the age of seven, he says, my dad knows a lot. He knows a whole lot. Eight years old, he says, my father does not quite know everything. And by the time he's 12 years old, he says, oh, well, naturally, father does not know that either. When he turns 14, he says, oh, father, he's hopeless. He's old fashioned. By the time he's 21, he says, oh, that man, he's out of date. When he turns 25, he says, he knows a little bit about it, but not much. When he turns the age of 30, the child says about his father, I must find out what dad thinks about it. When he turns to the age of 35, he says, before we decide, let me get dad's opinion first. By the time he turns 50, he says, what would dad have thought of that? By the time he turns 60, he says, my dad literally knew everything. By the time that young boy turns the age of 65, he says, I wish I could talk it over with dad once again. As we celebrate this very special day, amen. If your dad's still around, amen, uh, make sure you let him know that you appreciate him. Uh, make sure you know, amen, uh, that you appreciate the hours that he spent, amen, uh, bringing you to the house of God. Um, even if your father has messed up, um, even though he's left you, amen, uh, don't forget, uh, he's only human, amen. Uh, he's not going to be there forever. Uh, he won't be there all the time. Uh, you've got to take time. And let him know how much you care. Hallelujah. As we begin to age. Amen. Our fathers, amen, become an older figure. And we seek wisdom and counsel from him. But I am coming to realize that my father will not be there all the time for me. Amen. Some of you this past year. You settled, uh, you had to, uh, you had some setbacks in your lives. Some of you have lost your fathers this year and you were not able to make peace with them. 
They went to the grave and you weren't able, amen, to express yourself uh, to your dad and to your mom, amen. Uh, some of you that sit here tonight, uh, for whatever reason, praise God, uh, you don't have a relationship uh, with your dad, amen. Um, you don't have a relationship uh, with your mom. Uh, you might say, well, pastor, uh, you don't know my situation. Uh, just let me tell you something. Uh, there's going to come a day uh, you wish you had daddy right there. Uh, there's going to wish a day you come a day uh, that you wish uh, you could sit down uh, and just talk with him. Music, please, as I come to a close. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You might say, well, Pastor, you're going off now. Talking about parents, fathers. Now you come off with peace and holiness. Truth is that this scripture, it's all familiar to us. Every time we use it, we focus it on holiness, and we need holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see God. We cannot overlook today that we are also commanded of God in that same scripture to follow peace with all men without which no man shall see God. There are some people here today, somebody here this afternoon, maybe you're holding a grudge against your father for whatever reason. You have no relationship with him. Very little communication. I cannot ha imagine ha not having a relationship with my dad. It doesn't matter how old I get. I need him. And I thank God every day that I still have him. Ever since I could remember, he's been my hero. Where would I be without my dad? Where would I be today without a father that brought me to the house of God? That instilled in my heart the need to serve God with all my heart and all my soul. To me, I would see him preach. He was the greatest preacher that ever stood behind a pulpit. He was the greatest preacher that ever lived. Nobody ever preached better than my dad. And yet today, myself being a pastor, he's still my hero. He's still the best preacher I've ever heard stand behind the pulpit. Because not only he was an example behind the pulpit, but he took me to the house of God. He brought me to the place, amen, where I am today. Sure, I disagreed with him. Sure, I had my arguments. And sure, amen, we didn't see eye to eye sometimes. But he's my dad. You might say, well, did he make mistakes? Yes, he did. He made them. But it's all right. He's my father. 
let me tell you, we as parents, we're not perfect today. We all have our shortcomings. We all make our mistakes. We all do wrong and we hurt our children. We hurt the ones that we love. But today, hallelujah, God is calling us together. Amen. If there's ever been a time when we need to unite as families, it's today. Amen. If our children are ever depending on us, it's right now, right now, right now. can't leave it to our schools. We can't leave it to our government. We've got to do it. As we stand tonight, I don't know your situation. Some of you I do. I don't know what your relationship with your father is. I don't care what you say. You need your dad. You need your father today. I say this with all due respect. My wife lost her father just a couple months ago. She never had a relationship with him. He left when she was just a little girl. She didn't really know who he was. A couple months ago, she received word that he had passed away. She began to cry. I couldn't really understand how she could cry for someone that she really didn't know. Someone that wasn't there to raise her. Amen. To rear her up. To see her grow. But she told me, regardless, he was my dad. I wonder how many of us here today, we don't have that relationship with our father that we would like to have. Maybe your father has gone, amen, into eternity. I don't know what your situation is, but if you have a father, he's not here today. When you get home, if you're not celebrating Father's Day with him, uh, give him a call and say, Dad, uh, I just called to tell you I love you, Dad. Uh, I just called you, Dad, to let you know uh, that I need you, Lord. Amen. Uh, and how important you are to me. We need our dads today. Not only am I preaching to the men of this church, it's time to step up. It's time to be the fathers uh, that God has called us to. Uh, oh, but I've come to tell you, young ladies in this church, uh, you don't have your husbands with you. Uh, you don't have your fathers with you. Uh, and now it's time for you to step up uh, into a place of authority. Uh, take this responsibility, uh, because if not, uh, our children will suffer. I want to make a special altar call tonight. Those of you fathers that are here, I want you to come to this altar. I want your families to come with you. And I want you to hold each other and thank God for the unity of the family. 
If your dad's not here, if he's dead and gone, uh, or if he's not living at home, come anyways uh, and intercede, amen, uh, and say, God, uh, I don't know what's happening right now, uh, but I need my daddy. Uh, I need my father. Uh, I've got to have him. Don't be afraid. Come. Come on, fathers. Put your macho-ness aside, amen. Uh, put all that manlyhood aside. Uh, oh, it's time, amen, uh, to accept the responsibility. All right, come on. Uh, put your hand around your father, amen. Uh, father, feel that little hand that is hugging you. Uh, feel those little arms that are around you. Uh, they need you. They need you. They need you. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. God sees you. He sees you tonight. He sees you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God sees you tonight. I love your dad. I need your dad. Father, you might say, I might not be the best dad. But I'm going to try from this day forward. Lord, I love you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, and more than ever before. Lord, I need you. And more than ever before. I want to tell. Lord, I 